Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from the grill from Ipanema in Belltown. We're in here in the heart of downtown Seattle. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining us today is co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello, everybody. And I do believe our dual fisher is possibly going to try to make it into Seattle on uh, this lovely, dim uh, Monday, but he may be doing a call-in. It just depends on how the traffic runs for Right. <laughs> little bit crazy. He's been doing some judging on uh, a couple of different events, and so we don't have him full-time yet, but we're looking forward to that. I know. That's too bad. He's a nice guy. Yes, and his um, fantastic team, Photogenic, has done a phenomenal photo that several different events. I know they specialize in galas and um, fundraising, yes. uh, but they do do private parties, too. A lot of fun with that. Okay, feel free to join in the conversation by calling in at 323-843-6090 if you feel like you have something to um, add to the conversation. Okay, so last week was your birthday. Mr. It was. Jason, and one of our listeners sent me a little package that, unfortunately, because it had to be frozen, I had left yep. it in the freezer. But you have to tell us what was in this, because I got this box. It was huge. Right. It had, uh, it had fresh salmon that he actually caught from the Kenya... Kenya River, and uh, up there in Alaska, so it's a little more delicate, a little more not sa- salmony, but a little more uh, succulent. You it was really that. good, and uh, of course he gave me uh, a shirt because he does the roddy, you know, you up there. You said something about reindeer. Yes, there's reindeer meat mixture in there, which is kind of cool. It's like a like uh, a ground up. Wow. And then he shipped a beer, but when you freeze beer, it breaks, so it broke. Oh no. So it's okay. And then uh, this little trinket from the Inuit tribe uh, keychain kind of thing. So yeah, he's a dear friend of mine, and he's Very cool. yeah, he's a hunter. You know, he like he reminds me of Grizzly Adams. So Eric, <laughs> he you're listening. He looks a little bit like Grizzly Adams. Yeah, he's really neat. He's all 19, whatnot. Yeah, what a fabulous, fabulous location we are today. This is I love this place. I love the owners. Great people. Oh yeah, totally. Today's show is brought to you by the Grill from Ipanema and Housewives. We're going to be chatting on savvy dining and, of course, covering our socially acceptable, unacceptable, and socially savvy hints. So, yes. Um, if you are unfamiliar with the Grill from Ipanema, it is relatively new to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, an Ipanema that was down here before. This is definitely not the same thing. Not the same. Um, it is about a block down from Ohana's and um, in between Ohana's and El Gaucho. So, same side mm-hmm. of the street, but like slap dab in the middle of both of them. Uh, it is your atypical Brazilian steakhouse and that that is the menu that they give, but the service and um, the flavors, exceptional, exceptional. Yes. I've had people come from the east side just to come and check out the Brazilian grill over here. So, uh, love, 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 love it me. here. And now you're going to sing song. to the music. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Great area here. Socially, uh, dining, dining is... A kind of a touchy subject with a lot of people, me being in the food industry, and uh, it, it, we could go on and on about different topics, and we're going to try to keep kind of centralized. So if we don't hit the topic that you are very dear on, dear listener, send us an email. Tell us on the blog at Socially Savvy there on the good old Facebook. Yes, I'm going to be trying to manage that as well as the phone calls, which yes. right now it looks like our phone call, our calling in is going to work just fine tonight. Yep. So if you're listening from anywhere in the United States, please feel free to give us a call. Um, we love having callers. Sometimes I just really hate it when our technology doesn't work the way I want it to. Yeah, good old technology. Yeah. So. Gotta love that. I'm loving the music here. Oh, I know. I want to get up and dance. I know. It's just wonderful time. Today, the weather, typical Seattle weather, rainy. Gray. No, it's just misty. It's gray. Rainy, it's Seattle gray. gray. This is why we drink so much wine. Yes. No, but I'm having a fantastic <laughs> day. I mean, people like to say, oh, it's so dreary. It's like, this is nice, you know? And okay, Jason, what planet are you living on? I'm in the Seattle planet. That's where I am on. Oh, my goodness. No, anyway. So, you tell me. us. You kill me. Well, we want to introduce one of our newest sponsors. It's Caloric Curve Wine Glasses. If you love wine but are also counting calories or following a special dietary regimen, you'll appreciate Caloric um, cuvee. It is a wine tasting, it's a, a glass that has um, the calories and lined out on it, kind of like a measuring cup. So it shows you two ounces, four, all the way up to ten. Um, at ten ounces, it's considered who cares, which I absolutely yep. loved that. Um, 
anybody who's been on Weight Watchers or who's done anything like that know that uh, when you're the whole idea of the points is to be able to eat and drink what it is. That I don't you think want. they have a who cares category. Um, actually, it's at the top of the glass. No, 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 no. The Weight Watchers. Oh no, 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 no. Weight Watchers. <laughs> that's once you hit your goal and you don't care anymore. But um, so th- I love that this glass because for me, I would uh, put in for my points in the morning when I'm you know serious on my my Weight Watchers type of scenario and, and to pay attention to what I'm eating and drinking. Uh, I put in how many glasses of wine I want, then I would eat according right. to that. So this is just a fabulous, helpful little tool. Beautiful glass. They've got a couple other glasses. One of them is called Mommy's Helper, um, and the other one is uh, a metric form of the the counting. So very fun stuff. Thanks for coming on as a sponsor. Next week's show, we're going to be giving one of these fabulous wine glasses away to a listener yep. who gets to show up. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, if you would like more information, you can go to www.caloriecuvee.com. Um, and don't forget to enter in the code SAVVY15 for 15% off of yep. any purchases. With those discounts. Yeah, got to love that. I love our sponsors. They take such good care of our listeners and, and us. All right, so let's see here. We always like to start off with our socially savvy hints. Um, and again, you know, this is that gentle way of kind of bringing subjects up, broaching the subject. Uh, I'm going to start with my socially savvy hint, which is uh, with me, my servers always start off with a 20% tip. They're not um, there to work for free any more than we're there to work for free. So if they take care of me and mine, then they deserve to get the 20%. Uh, yep. I... I struggle with people because there is some thought process that if I bring food over to you, I automatically get a 20% tip. No. If you take care of me and make sure my wine glasses, you know, ask me about how much, you know, do I want another glass of wine, make sure my water glass is full, make sure to take away the dirty dishes, make sure to pay attention, is there anything else I need? doesn't mean you have to stand over my table, but I certainly don't want to get ignored because I can go home and do that. You gotta make it enjoyable. Yes, the whole idea of going out is so that we can enjoy it. So that's my little hint. Um, you're probably gonna get a 20% tip from me unless you start screwing it up, and then it's gonna go downhill from there. Right. Oh, we're starting to get the first of our drinks here. I love this. So, Jason, what's our first beverage here at the um, Grill from Ipanema going to be? It's. Uh, we're dealing with four. So, which one should we go for first? So. Well, I do believe that he's got a couple of. Um, Versions. This is one of the typical Brazilian beverages, and our um, bartender here is going to tell us a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, what do we have in front of us? Hello, Seattle. We got the national drink from Brazil, Campirina. Campirina is made from sugar cane rum, fresh squeezed lime juice, and sugar. We also mix it with some passion fruit, very refreshing. Also, we have a guava. All this fruit comes all the way from Brazil, and the famous... Capirango, it's a strawberry. So we have four different flavors. I love so this. Delicious. I get to try. I get to try several different flavors. <laughs> yeah, it's very colorful, very nice. Probably real refreshing. Oh, it is. It's very refreshing. So, what is? You said that this is one of the the typical drinks in. Yes, the in national Bra- drink from Brazil. National drink from Brazil. Um, I know that there are some beverages that they serve that actually help you to digest the the level amount of meats that you eat <laughs> because of the citruses and stuff that are in them that help assist with the digestive process. Is this one of those beverages or is this just the, the this, fun one? This is one of those beverages. We use uh, Leblon Cachaça. Uh, Cachaça comes all the way from Brazil. It's a real high quality sugar cane rum. Wow. Leblon. So if anybody comes down here, this is definitely the beverage that you want to try when you come oh, in. Oh, yes. Delicious. One of the things that I love about uh, what I would consider uh, a restaurant like the Brazilian, that like a Brazilian grill, is when you come in, do try to do a little bit of research or ask the wait staff. When you come in and you're trying these types of foods, try them with the beverages that they intend to them with. The food is going to taste so much richer and you're going to complement just like what when we talk about wine tasting, the difference that wine can make in a um, food menu as well. Mr. Jason, you're taking everyone's taking pictures of these fabulous drinks. I love this. <laughs> I had to move my glass out of the way. It was just such. It's very refreshing. The strawberry tastes good. Not too much alcohol in it. Uh, well, there's alcohol in it, but you don't have that overwhelming flavor as like a martini. You know. There we go. It's it's very delightful and fresh lime juice. It's well, very I good. love this. I'm excited. I'm excited to try the. Um, 
Uh, I know that you're going to be bringing over some appetizers, too, for us yes, to try with them. Yes, Yes. Oh, one of our listeners has a question, Jason. So I was wondering if this cachaça is from Brazil, or is it something that's made here in the United States? It comes directly from Brazil. Leblon is one of the greatest companies they have in Brazil, and it's organic. We are the only people in the Northwest that we serve Leblon Camperinas. So you're always going to get the best, refreshing, and delicious. Well, it is delicious. I've tried. I tried the strawberry one, which is the original, the, and then this one is the passion fruit. Passion fruit. I am Good adoring sauce. the passion. Fruit. The guava. The guava. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna sample the guava. I'll tell you, it's it's good. You know, I could just sit here and drink through all of these. This is just really wrong mm-hmm. on so many levels. <laughs> it's really delicious. So definitely, this would be a fun drink just to come down and, and have a happy hour with. Oh yeah, here. definitely. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. We're really looking forward to the appetizers and see how they play in. Um, I believe, Jason, you know what those appetizers are going to be. Yes. I'm going to mess up the name. Cochina? Yeah, Cochina de Galina. Galina. See, I'm so glad that I put you here. We got people here who can help us. (laughs) A Brazilian classic with chicken croquettes fried and served with, uh, oh. She can say them better than we can. Here you go. What are you describing right now? Yeah, cochina de galinha. Yeah, that's a Brazilian classic uh, uh, croquette filled with chicken. And then uh, we have the camarao shingu, which is coconut butter, uh, white prawns with mango lime sauce. And then we have the salada de palmito, which is the typical Brazilian uh, salad over there. I'm excited because it's funny, you know, when you listen to the show, and I've I've watched shows on TV and you listen to them on the radio and you hear these foods, I like being on the internet because I can pause and I can go back and write down the names of them so that when I come in I can go, this is what I want to try. (laughs) It's definitely very, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. Okay, Mr. Jason, so what is your savvy hint to start off with? Uh, I wanted to piggyback on your your tipping part. Uh, Tipping is... um, Sometimes when you have a large meal, it can get, you know, just it just it makes expensive. Like if you're like a party of four and it's like $200, people say, oh, you know, that's $40 extra. And then they say, what about if you have a bottle of wine? Well, if you have a wine simulator help you with that and that you did, did suggest an expensive bottle of wine, you are to tip on the expensive bottle of the wine as well. Because remember, the wait staff also tip out the simulators for right. that good suggestion. Yeah. Now, it becomes argumentative if you get a bottle of wine. And uh, you just pick it out, you could adjust for it, but it's kind of a touchy subject. This is an ongoing debate back and forth. Right. Uh, my socially savvy hint uh, specifically would be when you have a large party, an eight party of eight, party of ten, you made the reservation a week or two ahead, call that evening to verify. Says, oh, hey, I'm yeah. coming in. You guys are aware we're going to be here party at six? Because sometimes you're not going to get seated till all the parties are there. And you want to know that up front so that you can yes. tell people to be on time. And do you expect to pay for a service fee, a tip, a uh, automatically? Yeah. Yes. And in the state of in the state of Washington, specifically Seattle, that is taxed. Oh, really? Yes. Because it it's like a that. service fee, not a tip. Well, and here's the, the other thing, too, and, and this is moving out of the hints. This is moving into more of the acceptable and non-acceptable. If you are in a party of six or eight and they have imposed the service fee, yes. if they are not living up to that service, if they just say, oh, well, you know, we automatically get an 18%, so here's your food, and they leave you alone, call the manager over because that is the whole idea is you're expecting that yes. service. It's expected that you're going to get taken care of, and if they don't do it, call management over yep. and, and get them on the ball. Be polite, of course. Oh, Always be polite. Don't be confrontational. Makes you look like an ass. Yes. <laughs> You don't want to look like an ass. Oh, these, these, they're so delicious. They're really, I, you know, they're not too sweet. I know, we're still not. sitting here sampling. When you have four of them in front of you, it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> and we have wine. And we have wine. And we have wine coming. Yes, I'm very excited for that. Oh. Okay, Oops. so our topic for today is savvy dining. Um, when going out to public to eat, it's not just sit down and order. Um, if you want to make a great first impression or business or personal, this will go a long way to help make sure that it's going to be successful for you. Yes. Um, so, so here's some tips when dining out. 
when you're making your reservations, understand that, like you were saying, you want to make them in plenty of time so that the restaurant can accommodate. If yes. you have anything special, like if you're going to have a business meeting during your reservation, then let them know that you might need a quieter table. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have issues with air conditioning, mention that. You don't want it too hot. You don't want it too cold. Um, any little nuances that you per- have a particular um, request for, put those in the reservation. Let them know ahead of time. Uh, because like, they want to help you. They don't they want, want any, you to know. make sure that you are having a fabulous experience. And, and the more information you give them, the better your experience is going to be and the better service they're going to be yes. able to, to give you. That is 100% true. Um, understand res- reservation flex times. Do you time yourself when you sit down to eat? You know, these restaurants make these reservations and, and they literally map out their restaurant based off of what a typical person sitting down ordering yes. a dinner with wine and dessert is going to take. Um, if you feel like you're going to be sitting there for an extended amount of time, again, you know, give them a heads up. This, hey, we're getting together with some friends we haven't seen for a long time. We figure we're going to be sitting around and probably drinking an extra bottle of wine at the end of dinner. Those are the types of things that they are really, really going to appreciate. Right. And understand when you come in for your reservation, if they say, you know, it may be 15 or 20 minutes, we're running a little bit behind, they're not running behind because they're lazy and they don't know how to do their mapping. They're running behind because somebody or several people have decided that they're really enjoying their experience and they want to hang out a little bit longer. And just realize that restaurants want to turn their tables. That is an industry term for you sit down, you get up, another person sits down, they get up, another person sits down, I'm just turning their tables. And if you feel like you're being rushed... It's it's okay to talk to the manager. Hey, we're not quite ready. One of the things that I dislike is like you'll sit down, oh, yeah. and right as I'm eating my salad, you know, then they bring out my entree. I'm like, I'm not ready for it. Yeah. You know, and it, that's one of my pet peeves. That's why socially acceptable one of them. It's just like back off. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Well, and again, if that that communication does help, if if you know you're going to be hanging out there a little bit longer, just let the wait staff know so then they can plan to watch other tables or know you know maybe they're going to need to make some other adjustments. Uh, it's the same thing. You can tell. So, like, if your food's been underneath the heat lamps and you can feel the coats oh, up, yeah. like the parsley, if you have it, or a tomato, it's normally supposed to be cold, but yet it's hot, then you know it's been sitting underneath the window for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a right. window is where the chefs pass the food to the servers. I love that you know all the technical terms. I don't I try. know them. Uh, one of the things that's really helpful if you're going to be bringing people in, because remember, when you're taking somebody out socially, whether it be personal or business, uh, the more you know, the better the impression is going to be on you. So have knowledge of the layout of the restaurant. Uh, if it's something where you need, really need to make sure that your impression is flawless, go ahead, go find out where all the restrooms are, find out yes. where the bar is, find out you know all the little nuances of it so that when your guests ask questions, you could be the one in the know and oh. you don't have to rely on the staff so much. And you can sit there and say, you know what, our bartender was just here, Alberto, is yes. in the Hall of Fame bartender's Exactly. Guide. So fun little things like that really make for a great impression, especially when you're talking about business. Um, yes. Chatting little with things. the host about uh, the type of server you may require can also be very helpful. Uh, if you're going into a business situation or if you're going into a very fun social situation, uh, if you feel like you're going to need a certain personality that is taking care uh, of you in, in regards to a server, that can be very helpful, too. I've had situations where we've had servers that um, liked to joke a lot, and we're right in the middle of a business. Well, they did it, you know, business um, transaction. They didn't know it, and so the wait staff thinks they're being funny, and, and it keeps interrupting at the wrong times. Again, information is key when you're trying to put something together. And a lot of times we don't think about this when we're making a reservation. Yep. We make a reservation, we're going to go there, we're going to eat, we're going to have wine, and we're going to move on our happy way. Uh but, again, information. Let's see here. Uh, like you were saying earlier, Jason, each restaurant wants your time with them to be fabulous. So help them out by making sure that they have everything necessary to make it fabulous. Yep. If you're running late. Oh, restaurant cheapest. They, they get it. Well, they hate it because people usually don't communicate. Um if you know, if you're a half an hour out from your reservation and you know that there's not a snowball's chance in hell you're going to get there in under 45 minutes, call the um, restaurant because that 45 minutes, they can accommodate other people in earlier to catch reservations, therefore maintaining a gap that they can slip you into. Again, the more lead time you give them, if you know that something is going on, they're going to be so much more willing to accommodate you and just keep moving that gap forward to make sure you have that reservation. You want to know an industry secret? What? Open table 
keeps track if you are no show. It's called no shows. Oh yeah. And they will dis they will actually block your reservation. They will say you need to call in. They will they, they keep track. Yeah, yeah. They keep track because I the, love open tables. You know, tables is money. You know, and a lot of times if you call in, you know, they will be happy to help you. And we have a listener that has a question. I actually have a question about dealing with the host and and open table. So a number of times I have been to a restaurant, attended the reservation, but the host hasn't checked me in. So I didn't get the points, and I was listed as a no-show. Did you call them afterwards? And and then you have to run around and call. Yeah. should I say something to the host about checking me in? So whenever I use Open Table, that is that's a really good point, especially yes. with this whole coupons and all these different um, reward programs going on. When I check in, that's exactly what I'll do. I'll go up and I'll go, "Hi, my name's LB Duchess. I have an Open Table reservation. Could you please check me in?" Um, places that I frequent, I'll walk in. They'll go, "We've already got you checked in." Uh, I think that makes a really good point. I think you do. I think you need to be. Unfortunately, you know, we would like to think that when we say our names, that everybody's on the ball. But again, a lot of these um, are newer concepts to people, and people oh, yeah. who are hostesses aren't always the sharpest tacks. And I don't, you know, <laughs> I said it, yeah, it's out there live on air now. But it's that is a position that unless you're in a high-end, um, you know, restaurant or a hotel or something, those people are not groomed to that thought process. So you do have to lead them along a little bit. Or they may just not know what the ramifications of not checking someone in a are. A lot of people are. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people probably wouldn't. No, they don't see the, the back and, end. And also, I would encourage people, if that happens to you at a place, go ahead and contact. Because I had the same. I had it happen at, at a place I frequent. Um, they didn't check me in. And then... Uh, I called them and they were slow to do it, so I contacted Open Table right away, and I and they did a follow through, which forced them to make everything right again. So right. communicating with both sides again, it can be a pain in the push. But I mean, restaurants do get grilled too if they don't do the right thing right. Oh yeah, well one would hope these days. Oh. All right, so we covered late. Um, yes. All right, this is a big one for me. Uh, this is. When you're talking business, it's not necessarily as aware because typically when you're sitting down in a eating situation with business, you're really focusing on the people who are with you. And, uh, you know, little things like dismissing weight stuff can be ignored. But when you're on a date, mm. let me just tell you, from a woman's point of view, if, if, if you're looking and you're going out with somebody for the first couple of times and you're dismissive and rude to the weight staff, I can tell you right now, you won't be date. seeing much of her. Because we, as women, take a look at how you treat people in general. If you're dismissive and rude to the person who is coming to bring us food and beverage and make it a nice time for us, how are you going to treat our friends? How are you going to, yes. if we have a child, how are you going to treat that child? Um, are you, how are you going to treat our parents? How are you going to treat other people around you? If you're the type that likes to be dismissive, then I would really highly suggest that you either have a whole heck of a lot of money and everybody knows that you're an ass, or you would just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just being blunt because that, this whole attitude of, of thinking that you're holier than thou and you're so much better and, mm-hmm. oh, yes, you know, and the, the hand waves, oh, my God, and the snaps and the points. It's like I just want to break someone's hand. Yeah. It's it's the epitome of it. That's no, not necessarily. Being in the street, you've seen it. Yeah. Makes me want to gag. Oh, uh, on a date. Yes. So don't act like you're better than they are. Um, don't act like they're insignificant. Because they're cooking for you and probably wouldn't want to know what they would be doing in your food in the background if you were rude to them. Cool. What do we got going on, Mr. J? Huh? What do we got going on? We got food coming. Yay. And when he comes in here, we're going to ask him with the food, you know, any questions we have. We're just, he's preparing it now. I love that. A lot of people out there who have been listening to the show that they know that we get to try all these fabulous foods. Living in Washington yes. with the weather that it is, you do see a lot of us going out because we need something that is going to be lift our spirits. Yes. Um, fabulous food has a tendency to do that. <laughs> that it does. It's like, you know, when you're, you come to the restaurants here in town, it's, you know... Jason's looking for something. No, no. I was just going to remind our listeners that if you want to call in, our number is 323-843-6090. Doing restaurants is coming to the dining room and all that. 
it's uh, you know you're allowed to take your time. I mean, usually what they do is is when they when they come to take your order, if you close your menu or you kind of put your menu down like you're finished, then they'll come to you. Sometimes oh, that's they'll a great wait. Tip. I love that. Oh, All right. There's our salad. Okay, so here's the fun thing. We're going to be posting pictures of the different food and beverages that we had tonight. We try to do this when we're at a restaurant so that after the show you can go back in and take a look and see what it is that was, we were Salada da Palmetto. This is the Hearts Upon uh, Fresh Watercress Avocado Olive Cured Oil Cured Olives Grape Tomatoes with Pineapple Vinaigrette. It's very beautiful. Grape tomatoes? Yeah. That's what those are. They look like grapefruit, like a really deep grapefruit. Those things are incredible. Yeah, uh, that's what they are. Okay, I'm going to be... Uh, it actually looks time. like that's blood That's a, uh, blood orange. Is that blood orange? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, so... We're just they're saying. missing the game. All right. <laughs> here comes our croquettes. And again, I'm taking fun little pictures. This is where we're working towards getting um, more video streaming during the show. Uh from our second yep. anniversary, we have Dual Fisher has uh, Team Photogenic who comes in and does that, and it's a whole lot of fun. So people can see. Only thing is, is when you're trying to eat on air, that's a little awkward. Just saying. <laughs> well, while we're waiting right. for the chef or for somebody to come over and chat to us about that food, we are going to just finish off right here real quick. Um, if you have issues with the service of the food when you're enjoying beverages, the same thing, and you're not getting the results that you need from the staff that you're talking to, um, kindly ask for the management. Yes. Uh, if you can, step away from the table so that you're not bringing the drama to the table. Oh, yes. Um, make sure that when you're speaking to them, be fact-driven. Uh, put your emotion in the back pocket. I know that you know everybody works hard for their money. Everybody um, gets very emotional when it comes to the food and beverage that they're trying. You could go further. You really would. Yes, you will. You get a lot better results, number one. Number two, you can get your point across. Uh, I think it's more important that you are able to communicate what it is that's going wrong so that they can fix it. Um, you want to make a try to create a situation where it can be fixed and the, the end result can be it turns from a flop to a fabulous uh, experience. Jason, you're over here <laughs> We walked away with our glass. we got to go chase it down. Oh, my, my cuvee glass. That's mine. <laughs> It's not broken. It really isn't. That's our glass. <laughs> He's looking at it going, oh, my goodness, our new sponsor. That's too cute. Uh, apparently, they really like the glass. Very fun. So most people don't really understand how hard service jobs are. Yes. The balance of trying to keep people happy, keep the place running smoothly, and dealing with people who get intoxicated, et cetera, can be highly taxing. Uh, you're having to learn to deal with all kinds of different personalities under different situations. So you want to be as patient and understanding as they have had to be all day long. Excellent. Also, when you go to savvy restaurants, you know, you order your food and, you know, you're you're going through there, be aware there's timings involved, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, sometimes the server is understandable and they'll ask you to say, hey, do you want to, uh, do you want your food now or whatever? And uh, they'll and bring you through it. Yeah, they'll walk, walk you through, through, you know. Okay, so fabulous. We have our um, hostess here, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the food that we are going to be trying tonight that we're sharing with our listeners. Ha! Okay, this one that you're having here is the baru. It's a tender in-house roasted beef uh, sandwich. And it has melted mozzarella cheese inside and garlic aioli, tomatoes, pickles, and it's served in a fresh baguette. This thing is amazing. Yeah, it is looks really good, actually. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm telling you. And there's the uh, aioli. And, um, and I've been trying the salad here, and it is really fresh and light. I absolutely, you know, for it being cold and, and wickedly yucky outside, this kind of brings that, that uh, sweetness of summer and the promise of spring to us. Looking forward. I actually have hope now for the, the warm weather. Oh, so delicious. Yes, if you came down, you could see the food and order it. It is totally, totally delicious. Uh, I want to say something about kids and food. Oh, please do. If you know your child that you love dearly, is not socially acceptable to be around in a quiet environment because they like to scream bloody matter. <laughs> please, please, for the sake of the friends around you and the people and the host staff, don't bring don't them bring to a fancy out. restaurant. I know you want to, but please don't. 
you know, uh, servers, be aware of that. There is a safe baby zone. Okay, that means the little zone around the baby. Do not put the glass dish around the baby because the baby will grab it. Guaranteed. I'll put money on that. Don't serve over the top of children. <laughs> no. Reach around the adults. Do not reach around the children. It makes parents highly, highly nervous. Because they will grab, and if they grab, You're there it goes. Done for. Especially serving trays. I've seen that happen before, you know. And some kids are, are good. Don't get me wrong. Some kids are very, you know, um, behaved and whatnot. And some aren't. Shoot. Some parents. There's nothing worse. Well, and the thing about it is, is people don't know. You know, again, you want to be cautious and, and you're always trying to think. <laughs> you're always trying to think of the, the unforeseen. All right. <laughs> which we just had the unforeseen happen. God, I love our show. <laughs> so the... So these were fab- this was a fabulous sound effect that she brought to- for us, which we so totally appreciate. So, <laughs> Here, let's give you a drink because you need an entire yeah. one right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're laughing. Oh. One of the plates of our listener was cutting the plate and was not on the edge of the over. table and it flopped onto the floor. Yep. And now, you know, and actually, I think this is a perfect time to kind of insert this. When yes. when mishaps and stuff do happen, laugh with the people. Try to be encouraging. Don't be that asshole who goes, what the hell are you doing? Don't be the person who makes it worse. Nobody ever intends to have an accident happen. Nobody ever intends for things to go wrong because the last thing we want to do is be focused on being embarrassed. We want to be a, a positive part of the experience. So when the unforeseen happens, try to be light and lively about it and, and laugh about it. Don't Don't make it worse by being a jerk. And now we're picking up plates. I love this. Jason, you're killing me. House Wines was created with the goal to bring magnificent wine into people's home at a magnificent price. The iconic House Red, predominantly Cabernet Sauvignon, and House White, predominantly Chardonnay, blends deliver robust and complex flavors. Steakhouse, 100% Cab Sauvignon, and Fish House, 100% Sauvignon Blanc, make the art of pairing food with wine a no-brainer. The house wine portfolio offers a daily house pour that every household can enjoy and afford. Welcome this wine into your home and share it with your friends and family. Go to www.originalhousewine.com backslash house backslash wine. Wines backslash house. I went backwards on that. House Wines has been one of our sponsors from the beginning, and uh, they are one of those very cost-effective, very yummy wines. Not necessarily... um, Something that you're going to want to jump in there and, and make it that it's not a statement wine. This is a drinking wine. It's fantastic for grabbing and going on a picnic and or going for grilling steaks on the backyard and the barbecue. Love, love, love their wine. Mm, love, love, love the food. Yes. So, Mr. Jason, tell us when you're socially acceptable while I get to eat. It is totally socially acceptable to... Go to the person next to you who's chapping on the phone to quiet down. Oh. I'm sorry. It's a pet peeve of mine. You know, if you got to take the phone call, I get it. Grab it. Go for it. Step outside. Leave Step in the hallway. The there's nothing more frustrating. They're like, and it's usually, there's some people who are cool and they'll pick up the phone and they're quiet. You know, they whisper into the phone and say, okay, yeah, okay, you whatever. You know what the rule of thumb is on that? What? You have 20 seconds. 20 seconds. When you enter a phone at a table... You have 20 seconds, and your voice needs to be kept low. If you cannot finish that phone conversation in 20 seconds and keep your voice down, then you need to leave the table. Wow. Well. Just saying. Just take the phone out, you know. I mean, I won't shut up. Then take it outside. Yep. I had a situation where I was in a, a cute little restaurant. Oh, yeah, I remember all that. Yes, and the woman was three tables down. No, I'm not kidding. She was three tables down. Loud. Very loud. And I learned all about her condo in Chelan, 500 square feet. It wasn't as nice as one here in town, um, but it was Chelan, of course. And she went on and on and on. And I'm looking down, and I could not believe what I was hearing. Actually, we have a listener. Let's see what they have to say. All right. Hello. You've called into Socially Savvy. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from West Seattle. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Duell. How are you? Uh, better late than never. 
I am so glad you made it in. <laughs> so I, I caught the tail end of what you were talking about there. Yes, socially savvy dining. Uh, yes, yes. And the person talking about Chelan too much, too oh, loud? Oh, yes, yes. And so I went at the end of, um, this went on for probably four or five minutes, at the end of my, my dinner, I sat there and I was like, do I say something, do I not? And I looked at my son, who just about fell underneath the table because he knew exactly what I was going to do. And I walked over to the ladies and I said, um, do you realize that we could hear you two and a half tables down, three tables down? And she looked at me and she goes, oh, no, because I had sent the wait staff down to let them know that she was talking too loud and, the, and she blew off the waiter. And she goes, oh, no, I didn't realize. And I says, well, you know, the next time management comes down and asks you to turn to, to you know, take your phone call outside or to stop talking, you might want to do it so that you're not rude and interrupt everybody else's experience. Thank you yeah. so much. And I turned around and I walked away. And did she reply to you at all? Oh, she had the, she had the, the wherewithal to turn red and, and apologize, but barely. I mean, barely. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh, don't people know that, that telephone calls like that are not appropriate in a, in a restaurant? No, people don't. They Again, it's a whole entitled thought process. Well, there's a whole cell phone etiquette that people don't even follow. You no, they don't. Phone's going off? No, they don't at all. Well, I mean, Which seriously. so unfortunate. How many events do you go to where they're right in the middle of the, the hardest part of a speech? You know, it's a fundraiser. They're talking about how their mother died or how somebody is surviving cancer and somebody's phone goes off. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that happens. Oh, yeah. Like every single event. Like, put it on vibrate. Don't don't let it ring. Or vibrate. just don't even take yeah. it. Just don't even take it in with you. Well, I know that there are some theaters now who make you check in your phone. Really? Yep. Um, That's good. What was it? it? Was the opening of um, a movie here about in the last two weeks that one of um, our social connection friends went to, and they had to check in their phone. Nice, Jason. Sorry, that was me. You're such a smart aleck. <laughs> was that your phone, Jason, going off? Yes, it was. <laughs> he thinks he's funny. It's fake. So, what's your biggest um, dining pet peeve, Mister uh, Duel? Uh, well, you know, having grown up. In restaurants, and my mother being a waitress and in the restaurant industry for, well, my entire upbringing, I, I strongly feel against wait staff that does not pay attention to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, this happened over the weekend because I had, um, I had a great service one night, and then the next night it was completely the opposite. Oh, wow. And, and the tip difference was about $6 in favor of the first waiter. Because he, he saw when the when the water glass got half empty, he came over and filled it, asked me how everything was going, took the check with my credit card in it right away, made sure I was out of there in time to get back to work. And, you know, then, then the next night, not so much. Well, and that's not the thing. I think a lot of staff, they don't recognize. They think, oh, well, it's just one person. Okay. You're talking about a $6 tip difference uh, on one table. If you rotate 30 tables over, over the course of a night, what's $180? Uh, pretty much. And, and knowing what uh, the tip situation is, because most of the time that was what we lived on, because my mother back in the 60s and 70s, her hourly rate was, you know, $1.50. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so she relied upon tips to to make sure the bills got paid. We had, you know, lunch money to go to school the next day and and things like that. So it it really comes down to having a smile on your face and and walking up and, you know, back to the customers always right, whether they're wrong or not. They're always right. Right, and taking care of them. I think well, it's that whole Nordstrom thought process that we've been raised with in the Northwest. Yes. True. True. So, so what's your what's your socially savvy um what would you say would be your acceptable that people my, might not think about? My acceptable in dining? Yes. 
My acceptable would be, one, if you're going to have a phone conversation, have it low like you were at the table talking to the person. If you have to talk to that person so badly while you're sitting there, then then make it a conversation as if they were sitting right next to you. Oh, I like that. That's really good. And not And not screaming at the top of your lungs because they don't think they can hear you. Can you hear me yet? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Or text the person, you know? Text the person. Don't don't sit there and talk in conversation. Now, we've talked about this before when it comes to sitting down with a, a group of friends and, and being at a dinner table. There's uh, quite a few of my friends who they play this game where everybody puts their cell phones in the middle of the table. And the person to pick up their cell phone has to pay the bill. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yep. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, just, it, you know, it, again, it, it tries to get you back to focusing on being in the moment. You know, our our technology has taken us to a point where we are so deferred by thinking that we have to deal with everything so immediately um, that Facebook and, and all these check-ins and Twitter and all this kind of stuff is so important that we have to address it immediately. No, really, no. We don't. We really don't. I mean, it, it, it'll be there tomorrow unless it's a, an emergency and someone's life is at stake. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't always try and get to it right away. But I will say that you know, when I dine alone, I will take my my cell phone out and I'll go to my calendar and I'll put in dates and times that I need to be places and I'll text people. I generally don't call unless it's again an emergency or I'm in between events and I need to call one of my photographers who's going to be at the event before me and make sure they know I'm going to be late but you know generally in a restaurant I don't I don't get on my phone. No, that's important to do that. You know, not do that. I mean it it depends on the context. If you're having a business meeting sure you can check it out. If you're on a date, if you pull that damn cell phone out, I'll come down there and beat your hand up. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're on a date, you don't take your cell phone with you. Oh no, they have to heard. Do you? If you're on Do a you? date, you've got to be able to check your Match.com listings and stuff, so that if you say you do something that you don't normally do and it's listed differently on your Match, you can at least refer to it because you have no brain because you can't tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, I just. Went <laughs> or quick, take a new picture and put it on there to make sure you're seeing the right person, right? I think it just comes down to be honest with who you are, and then you don't have to worry about checking for Google and you don't have to rem- match and worry about covering yourself all the time. Because that's it's the truth. About it. When you tell the truth, you don't have to remember. <laughs> what lies you've told. Exactly. True. True. Cascade Ice, a zero-calorie, sugar-free flavored sparkling water that eliminates all the unnecessary, unhealthy, and extras found in other flavored waters like sugar, sodium, Carbs, caffeine, and gluten. Follow their blog at www.cascadeicewaters.com backslash blog. Or aspartame. Oh, yeah, I went off on an aspartame kick this morning, too. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not going to go there today. That'll that'll get us reeling into another hour show. Easily. Okay, so my unacceptable. It is socially unacceptable to show up 30 minutes late to a reservation and demand anything. You can't demand where the bathroom is. You can't demand where the coat rack is. You can't demand a damn thing because you are 30 minutes late. Agreed. Do you concur, yep. Mr. Okay, good. Everybody concurs. So oh, yeah. anybody out there listening, if you're 30 minutes late, just shut up. Go up and, and ask nicely and hope to God they can get you in. But just don't even come in with a cocky attitude. Um, it is socially unacceptable to believe a tip is optional. Um, a tip is for the service that was provided. If you receive the quality service, then an excuse that you don't have enough money is not acceptable. If you can't tip, then you don't deserve to be served. That's where you order out. Um, I've had some things come across Facebook and people say, well, you know, I'm a single mom and, and I couldn't afford the extra $12 for a tip. Well, then you should not have gone out. Or you shouldn't have ordered another Coke or a bottle if, of wine. If you are served, tipping is normally required unless it's part of the menu. If you go to a front desk and pick up your food or food to it's go, a buck. give them a buck. A buck, if that. That's pretty much known not to. Yeah, I would. I've always, when I've gone in to do 
a takeout, I still leave a tip. Oh, not twenty percent because they didn't serve me and right. you know bring me water and drinks and food and make sure everything was okay. But you know, a couple bucks depending on how much the bill is. Yep. But I agree. you know that's yeah, not 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 the full twenty percent, but uh, but something. I mean, somebody's still serving you. Yeah, I thank you for bagging it up and getting it ready for me to walk out the door. Exactly. What about you, Mr. And what's your socially unacceptable for tonight? Well, it's a little bit of two-way. It's socially acceptable and socially unacceptable. It is socially acceptable to bring your own bottle of wine to a restaurant. It is socially unacceptable to expect that they're not going to charge you a corkage fee. If you bring a bottle of wine, here's the etiquette, folks. If you want to bring a nice bottle of wine, do not bring a three-buck chuck. You'll get thrown out. If you're going to take a bottle of wine, the way it is supposed to be is a very... Uh, expensive, special wine to bring that they do not, do not serve on the list. On the list. Yep. And when you bring it, depending on the restaurant, depending on the size of the party, sometimes they may waive it, sometimes they don't. Expect to pay it. Yep. You may call in and say, hey, I'm going to bring a wine in. What's your corkage fee? So you're not be surprised. In Seattle, it goes anywhere from 10 to $20, depending on the restaurant, per bottle. Yep. Sometimes they'll waive it if you're doing two. Sometimes they'll waive it if you have a lot of food. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll waive it if you are a, uh, a VIP member. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, don't, it's socially unacceptable to expect that they're going to give it to you for free because you're taking some of their wine away. And, matter of fact, guys, I look at this way if you're going to buy the bottle of wine, it's going to be cheaper to buy it, bring it with you than if you bought it there. And what I mean by that is if you go get a nice shot enough to pop, which is a $80 bottle of wine, oh, yeah. and you pay an extra $10 for corkage, that $80 bottle of wine that you just bought is going to be $130, $140. So it's okay. It depends. Now, if you bring your own bottle of wine to McDonald's, you need some help. You need more than help. Yeah. Well, unless you're in France and they serve wine at McDonald's in France. They Are you kidding me? No. No. It's pretty awesome. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> it's France. They start drinking wine at 10 years of age. Oh, good Lord. Well, I can appreciate that. It's the whole McDonald's thing that I can't appreciate. I mean, that's one of the few foods in the world that I think could ruin a really nice glass of wine. Oh, I, I, I don't think it's really good wine at McDonald's. <laughs> but they do serve wine. I'm betting the wine's better than the food. <laughs> True. I'm just being a brother. All right, Duel. What's your socially unacceptable? Oh, I thought I already gave it. I thought you gave your socially acceptable. Okay, fine. I'll just go back to eating and drinking. We miss you. <laughs> I thought my unacceptable was uh, don't bring your cell phone and talk oh, like right. you can't. They can't hear you on your cell phone. Okay, that's true. That's right. You kind of made it a bow, didn't you? I kind of did. That was good. Okay, so hence why I'm confused. <laughs> Me too. But that's kind of been the day. It is a Monday. I know. Monday shows are always funny, and since our shows are always on Monday, so they're always funny. <laughs> and wait till next week. Yes. Seattle Wine Exchange. What's, what's our topic next week? Um, next week's topic is going to be uh, long-term relationships. Long-term we relationship. are chatting with Greg and Stacy Lill at the Little Wine Cellars, along with Jason, at the Carriage House. At the Carriage House, along with Jason and Valari, and we yep. are bringing in Mr. Brett Kaufman, my other half, my better half, and we're going to be chatting long-term relationships. So, uh, if you listened last year, you know that it is a very eclectic show because we all have uh, come from a different background and how many years yes. we've been together. Uh, but we try to address a lot of things that people don't really, they don't seem to understand about staying in a long-term relationship. And we'll definitely be taking live callers for that one. Uh, yeah. We have a specialist coming in. She's going to be talking about the Briggs and Meyer assessment and how that can help you even when you're already in a long-term relationship, not just something that you would do for um, when you're looking at trying to start a relationship. Are you there, Duel? I am. I am. I'm just. I'm just trying to remember the last time I was in a long-term relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, been many years. They are a bit tricky, as I'm sure you can remember. I do remember. I remember very well, but it's been a long time ago. Well, and I think... Oh, sorry, Jason. Go ahead. 
No, and keep in mind, uh, listeners, that we're not necessarily saying long-term relationships with a loved one, long-term relationship with friends. Because if you well, those things apply, yeah. yes, they apply to both. You know, you got to tell the truth. But well, that's what I was going to ask if we were going to talk about you know long-term relationships in terms of friendships and you know other things other than a love-binding relationship type thing. It typically the rules typically apply across the board. That the show has started and, and talked about by three couples. It's because I think that you have the most conflict in a long-term relationship between um, couples when they're staying together. Friendships, you have that flex time where you're not living with each other typically and not on top of each other all the time. So uh, the same rules apply, but I think it's a little bit easier overall. Right. But a lot a lot of the same stuff goes, goes on and gets talked about. So... With our show being national now, we've started pulling all of our local events onto our Facebook pages, so be sure to check them out at um, Socially Savvy itself, the event page, uh, Socially Savvy Events on the East Side, and each one of our Facebook pages as well. We want to thank our sponsors for today's show, The Grill from Ipanema, Leonie Wine, Poshy Magazine, House Wines, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, Girly Girl Wines, Wink, and um, I think that pretty much is about it. Um, Mr. Duell for giving us a call in today. I'm sorry that you weren't able to make it down and eat all this fabulous food with us. We're going to eat your portion for you, okay? Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad I couldn't make it there to, to get there and get the dinner and all that fun stuff. I know. It is it is fun when you come up as a as a listener or as a host to be able to try and enjoy some of the different foods. We do try to post them with some time so that people can schedule to come down. So check our uh, Facebook pages frequently to find out where we're going to be broadcasting live from next. And in today's show, we are going to be uh, tasting the chocolate shop bubbly. We want to remind you all to like our Facebook pages, Socially Savvy, to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you know what's coming up. Make every social event that you attend better because you were there and have a socially savvy week. Yep. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. Duel.